Welcome to Salisbury Christian Church's Sermon Podcast. The sermon you are about to listen to was delivered on May 13, 2012. This week, we take a look at Matthew 15, 21 through 28, an encounter a mother of great faith. Be sure to check out our website at salisburychristianchurch.org for the latest news and events at Salisbury Christian Church. Uh, this morning, I want to introduce to you a very special guest that is joining us for worship. Um, but first, I'd like to list a few uh, achievements and uh, some of their experiences. Um, they've had extensive experience in, the sec- in many sectors of society and education. They're experts in transportation, facilities management, risk management, psychology, ed- event coordination. Uh, they've had experience with conflict resolution, biblical studies, accounting, document processing, and publishing. This person has also been a chief purchasing agent, personal hygiene coach, fashion consultant, relationship counselor, and majored in internal medicine and philosophy, as well as waste disposal technologies. There is one dark spot on their record, however. This person has never mastered culinary arts. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my great honor to introduce to you my mother. (laughs) It is no secret that uh, mothers can be quite magnificent, nor is it a secret that my mom is not the best at cooking. And she knows that. And thankfully, we have a dad (laughs) that can cook. But regardless of not cooking, my mom has been able to do things that uh, are beyond my comprehension, has become an expert, a professional at things that uh, so many people dream to be professionals at. In all of human history, no one has worked harder than moms, and I don't really think that anybody has worked harder than my mom. In fact, it is estimated that uh, to hire out professionally all the work done by one mom, it would cost the household $65,000 a year in labor alone. Yes, moms are magnificent creations. And we are devoted to making this day special for them, even though sometimes we do like to embarrass them. But uh, I also want to take a look at a mother from the scriptures that can show not just mothers what traits make a magnificent mom, but that can really teach all of us something about great faith. As I said before, we're going to be taking a look at Matthew 15, uh, 21 through 28, where Jesus has a very interesting exchange with an unnamed mother. Let's read that text together. Leaving that place, Jesus uh, withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. 
The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, O oh, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. From this passage, we can see quite a few things that make mothers magnificent. And uh, at face value, this exchange between Jesus and this woman seems like it uh, seems to be a little harsh uh, on Jesus's part. But as we read through and take a look at it, we see that Jesus only has the best intentions. First of all, magnificent mothers are persistent advocates for the ones that they love. Here in verse 21 through 23, Jesus is not ignoring this mother because he does not want to help her. He just needs to see the mother's persistence to know that the mother was truly seeking help for her daughter. Take a look at verse 21. As they're leaving uh, the place and going to Tyre and Sidon, a Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. And what does Jesus do? He did not answer a word. Jesus was setting up a test for this woman to make sure that she was coming to him for help, to seek true help. Her persistence, he needed to know, was not out of selfish motives, but one of true desperation for her child. <laughs> How many times, mothers, have you faced unruly, and sometimes it may seem demon-possessed, <laughs> children, and wanted them just to learn to behave or to have self-control? What Jesus needed to know here was that this woman really wanted her daughter to be helped. We know that sometimes when mothers have these unruly children that they want them to behave, but why do you want them to behave? Is it because it's going to make it easier for you to deal with the child? Or is it because you want them to learn obedience as a God-honored trait? Jesus needed to know that this woman had pure motives, not out of selfishness. Second, we see that magnificent mothers, mothers must fall before the Lord and rely on Him for help. Look at uh, verse 24. Uh, after the disciples had uh, told Jesus, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. Really what it says here is that this woman is basically following them and screaming at them, help me, help me, help me. And the disciples are just so annoyed with this woman. Not only is she a woman, but she is a Canaanite woman. And you really couldn't get much lower than that in the Jews' eyes. And here this woman is following after them and said, Jesus, get her off our back. And Jesus says, not a word. But then he responds to their uh, wanting to send her away. He said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. And then the woman came and knelt before him, Lord, Help me, she said. 
What Jesus was saying to this woman was, it is not my will yet to preach to the Gentiles. I have been sent to the Jews alone and have not yet gone to the Gentiles. I need to tell the Jews who I am, what I'm here for. I need to share my father's gospel. And here he says, it is not yet my time to come to the Gentiles. But what does the mother do? Instead of saying, okay, I'll go away. What does she say? Lord, help me. In the Greek, it's not just help me. It's please help me. I cannot do this on my own. I cannot get this demon out of my daughter. I need your help. We know from uh, what she calls Jesus, the son of David, that she has some idea that he is this messianic figure, that he is the Messiah. She says, son of David, Lord, son of David. So she's not just saying Lord as in, please, sir, help me. She's saying, Lord, God, Messiah, help me. Help me do what I cannot do. When you mothers have such troubles in motherhood, sometimes it is okay to say that you can't do it on your own. Even though the world is expecting you to be super moms. The world is saying you must, uh, you must work, you must feed the kids, you must get them dressed, you must brush their teeth, you must clean up their messes, you must do all of this stuff. Sometimes it is okay to say, I just can't do this right now. Maybe not, you can't say, you can't take care of the physical things, but sometimes you just need to give your troubles and problems over to the Lord and say, in deep humility and kneeling before God. Here in the Greek, when she kneels before God, some translations say she bowed down and worshiped. Kneeling and worship are synonyms in the Greek because it shows the position of their heart. In humility and worship, ladies, mothers, if you are bearing too much, say, Lord, help me. We also see that magnificent mothers must be willing to devote themselves to the Lord despite what others may say. In our text, uh, after she asks the Lord to help her as she's on her knees, Jesus replies with something to us that may seem completely derogatory and out of character for Jesus. He says, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Now, some critics... Uh, would say that this is proof that Jesus had some type of racist agenda here against Canaanites, that he was partial to Jews and did not want the Gentiles to be saved. But to really understand this text, you must understand what Jesus is saying here. Again, he's relaying to this mother that he has not yet come to the Gentiles to spread his good news. But what I also think he's doing, it's not directed at the mother. It's directed at the disciples in a sarcastic way of revealing what was most likely on the disciples' minds. Here they are. I can just see it. The woman down on her knees over here and the disciples and Jesus over here and the disciples like, yeah, you go get her, Lord. You tell her what she really is. You tell her that she's just a, a Gentile dog there laying on the floor. 
And then Jesus says this. It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Then the disciples think that Jesus is on their side of the argument. After Jesus says this, we would again expect at this point that the mother could have stood up and said to the disciples, that's fine, I don't need this, I don't need your help anymore, I'm just going to go. But she doesn't say that. She's persistent because she loves her daughter. She's a good mother, and she says in verse 27, Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. The world had said to her, maybe even the disciples had said to her, you are a Gentile, a female. You may not yet eat of the meal that Jesus offers, but still she pursued the Lord and was willing to even take the crumbs of the gospel that were falling from Jesus. To her, the crumbs of the gospel, what Jesus offered, were enough to tide her over until the full meal was ready to be served to the Gentiles. Then, probably to the disciples' surprise, in verse 28, this is what Jesus says. Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Again, in the Greek, it's not just this very hour. It's at that moment. Her daughter was healed. Up until this point, the disciples thought that Jesus was on their side, but, you know, Jesus pulled a 180 on him and makes his point. The mother's faith was greater than anything else, than anyone else in that group that day. She heard what the, what the world had said about Canaanites, had heard about what the world had said about women, and she still persisted out of love for her daughter and out of her great faith. And Jesus rewards it. Her great faith healed her daughter. She trusted the Lord so much so that she forgot about all the barriers and all the tests that Jesus was putting in front of her face. And she passed every one of them with flying colors. It's safe to say that magnificent mothers must have great faith. And it is safe to say that we all must have such great trust in the Lord as this mother did. Ignoring what the world says, being advocate, advocates for the ones that we love, hearing the gospel and accepting what Jesus Christ has done for us. If you think about the great mothers of faith, Maybe your own mother is one of those great mothers of faith. They sacrifice everything for their children, for their families. Who else do we know that has sacrificed everything for us? Christ. They are imitators of Christ. They show that perfect love that Jesus showed for us. And they display great faith. 
faith in their children, even though their children may not show great faith in them. Great love for their families and great faith for the Lord. I pray this morning that if you are mothers and if you are not mothers, if you are sitting in this room today, I pray that you have just as great faith as this Canaanite woman does. Her faith allowed her daughter to be healed. But I want to point something out. In this text, it starts with the woman being uh, concerned for her daughter. And as the conversation goes from the beginning to the end with Jesus, Jesus turns that conversation around and points at the woman and says, it's not just about you caring for your daughter. It's about your great faith. Jesus wants us to examine ourselves, to see if our faith is strong enough to stand the test of time. Here, the woman's faith stood Jesus' tests, and her daughter was healed because of those things. May we have such great faith, the faith that is in our mothers.